When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Hi. Hi. Welcome back to another episode. Your favorite podcast, Shuffology. What? what? <laughs> If it's not, we don't need to know that. You don't need yeah. to tell us. We, we don't need that feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Only the hits, please. Thank you. And today we'll be discussing the hits of Musica Latina. Yeah. Yes. That music, they were very broad brushstroke for so many different um, cultures. Spanish, Puerto Rican, Portuguese, the vibrant streets of Cuba to the cultural melting pot of the Hispanic United States. And we'll be picking our five favorites for you. So let's get into it. Right. Coming up next, you're going to hear Asabi's choices. Stay tuned. Gollum has an unhealthy obsession about some bit of jewelry. Doesn't even know what the precious is. Stupid therapist. Cookie Monster's a bit of a stress eater. Cookie, cookie, cookie. And homicidal robots really just want their best friend back. I know I did and said things that she regrets. But why is that my problem? What all these monsters really need is therapy. The podcast Therapy for Monsters finally puts monsters in a therapy chair with a real therapist. Me, Tim, your friendly neighborhood therapist. If you'd like to learn a bit and laugh a bit, check out Therapy for Monsters on your favorite podcast app. That's Not Gunner Productions podcast. And we're back. Yay! <laughs> we'll be listening to Asabi. Tell us, girl, what are hey. your five choices of musica latina? Yeah, what are we dancing to? All right, so I love Latin music. I didn't know how much I loved it until I moved to California and mm. was surrounded by it. So um, my list is going to uh, spread from salsa through to merengue through to a bit of, <clears throat> I forget what, reggaeton. Right, so I've got a little bit of everything. Mm. So my first one is Suavemente by Elvis Crespo. I love this tune, and it's so beautiful. It like starts off with this sort of acapella verse of him singing about calling out to his lover to kiss him again softly so he can feel her lips. Like It's beautiful. It's got <laughs> horns. It's got congas. It's got this um, harmony of voices in the chorus. It's very rhythmic, and it's very classic of merengue. And Elvis Crespo was born in New York but grew up in Puerto Rico, so he's what we call a New Yorkican. And he was responsible for bringing merengue into the mainstream of America in the early 90s. So... Uh, Suavemente was the first merenguero single to chop the tarts. So charts, chop the tarts. <laughs> I cannot speak. I'm sorry. Somebody please chop the tarts. Thank you. I have a little bit of a cold, so I'm going to sound pretty funny. Um, it's the first merenguero single to ch to top the charts. I was about to do it again, and so it was number one on the Latin charts, number 106 on the Billboard Hot 100, and it's considered a huge crossover hit. Um, the album is ranked as the most essential Latin album in the last 50 years by Billboard. Mm. Right. Wow. Yeah, so praise. Yeah, so it's it's a great song. And most people will recognize the song, you know, because he's just like, suavemente. It's so beautiful. I'm not going to sing it because I can't speak Spanish. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I only get I'm the like, main chorus chunk. Yeah, exactly. And, like, ah. and that's about it. That's, that's, <laughs> as, that's as much as I'm going to get. Um, <laughs> 
All right, my second tune is by the queen of Tejano music, Selena. Selena. Yes, a Texas-born favorite. She was, yes, straight out of Texas. As a matter of fact, Selena did not know how to speak Spanish until she started singing, and she learned Spanish to be able to be more accessible to her fans. So she had a lot of fans down in Mexico. Didn't she originally start singing songs just phonetically? That's how she learned it. Yes. Yep. She sang phonetically. And her whole family (laughs) was the band. Yeah, they Ah. were. Mm. They were. Yeah. So it was just amazing homegrown talent there. And so the song I've chosen from Selena is. Bitty Bitty Bum Bum I love <laughs> that song, song. So cute. cute It's off her Amor Prohibido album of 1994 um, Which is when I first learned about Selena So I'd moved to California in 1994 And she was huge in Southern California As you would be <coughs> Excuse me And um, it was also close to the time I think she passed away in 95 so, which was quite sad. But I love this song because it's it's just a sweet, simple song. It's got a simple bass line. It makes you think of, you know, the, the fun summer days when you're falling in love with someone. And you're just, it, it's really kind of teenage love is what the song reminds me of. Now, it's a mix of Tejano and Mexican cumbia with a bit of a reggae feel to it. And what I found out was that the song was originally written about a cheerful fish <laughs> swimming freely in the ocean. <laughs> and the song's title is an onomatopoeic phrase suggesting the palpitating heartbeat of a person love struck by the object of their affection. <laughs> right. right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, bitty bitty bum bum. So that's what a heartbeat sounds like, like when that, you're falling like, in like love. Like a cartoon style. Yeah, right. Heart, you see that heart yeah, kind yeah. of like in the heart shape pounding out of the chest. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what this is. Um, <laughs> now, the tune was written by Selena and one of her backing vocalists, Pete Astudillo. And it's been covered by a number of different artists, including J-Lo and Selena Gomez, who was named because of Selena. Yes, she was. Oh, really? And was also born in Texas. She's a Texas girl. Yes, that's right. And she was born in 1995, so right after Selena passed away, too. Yeah, so um, I thought that was a beautiful little homage. Um, Now, my next song is one of my favorite Latin songs, Cannot sing it to save my life, but <laughs> <laughs> I do try. <laughs> it is called La Negra Tiene Tombao. What did you call me? Exactly, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> By the queen of salsa, Celia Cruz. Mm. <laughs> now, this was off of her album, La Negra Tiene Tombao, which was her, her 59th studio album released. Oh my God. I know, right? She was huge in Cuba and in um, southern parts of the US. It was released in 2001. Now, this song is a fusion of salsa and reggaeton, and it was written by Sergio George and Fernando Osorio, and it features one of Celia's most iconic phrases, which is azúcar, which means sugar. And so she would <laughs> shout this out in between her songs, and people know her, you know, they just walk around, azúcar, azúcar. <laughs> it's so amazing. She was so beloved by the mm. Latin community. And so this song has everything that encompasses salsa. You know, you've got that hard-hitting piano. You've got the drums and the horns. It's very upbeat. It's energetic. It's super sexy. So it basically means the black girl has style or she can move. That's basically what it translates to. And um, I love the chorus, which is just, La negra tiene tumbao y no camina de lao. And it's just, oh, it's so much fun. And you have all these people singing. There's this little rap in the middle. Mm. It's just, it's amazing. So now this song was number 30 on the Billboard Latin charts and number four on the Billboard Tropical charts, which I'd never heard of. And it was also number 13 on the Tropical Digital in 2015. So it had a bit of a resurgence in 2015. In 2002, it was nominated for a Latin Grammy, and it was nominated for Tropical Song of the Year at the Lo Nestro Awards, but it lost to another one of Celia Cruz's songs. (laughs) 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 She lost herself. (laughs) That's right. So, but she she was just a force in the Latin community, and just so beloved. She passed away not too long ago. Oh, really? Yes, yes. Um, I think in 2000. 
I want to say nine or 2008, somewhere around mm, there is okay, when she yeah. passed away. That's yeah. quite sad. Um, so now my fourth tune, and I feel like I'm just kind of steamrolling through these. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, wrong button. Sorry. <laughs> 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 That's like you're done, Asabi. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my fourth song. Now, this one, I tried so much to find some information about it because I honestly think it's a folk song that's been remixed. It's called Esa Nena Linda by Artie the One Man Party. And it's a bit of a sort of uh, the reggaeton sort of house mix. So the mix that I like is mixed by Richard Humpty Vision. So remixed in 1996. And it was a house track single that was just released by Artie the One Man Party. Um, it's everything that you'd want if you go clubbing. And so <laughs> I used to go clubbing a lot when I was young. And we used to hear this in the clubs all the time because, you know, Southern California, so a huge Latinx influence there. Um, so there's lots of electronic bass and drums. And it's got this hard-hitting sort of layered synthetic sound with lots of elements of 90s deep house and there's <clears throat> some famous lyrics that are sampled and I could not find them anywhere to tell you any information about them but I've heard them in a number of different house tracks from the 90s and if I could speak Spanish I might even understand what they're saying but I know at the very end it just says ritmo which means the rhythm <laughs> and that's basically all I know but um, <laughs> it was a very popular house track back in the mid 90s I heard it every club I went to and so it's just it's a lot of fun to dance to really good one and so wait so the house track <laughs> is a remix of this yes so the Ali. house track it's, it's SNN Alinda and that it is a house track and I want to say that it is so from what I could find what I could look up was that the lyrics are a famous nursery rhyme but I couldn't find the original song that I think this house track is mixing. Oh, okay. Right. Yes, but this song, I mean, it was just very popular. I heard it everywhere. Mm. Um, I even own the CD single. Don't ask me why, but I do. Um, it was that good. <laughs> 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 All right, and my final song, which <laughs> I have so many good memories of this song, just walking down the street, being pissed out of my brain, and just <laughs> shouting the one word from this song, which is Kulo by Pitbull. <laughs> and <laughs> Kulo basically means ass. <laughs> so we would, and we would all sing it because we, again, it's another song that we heard in the clubs all the time. Didn't even know who Pitbull was, but loved this song. It was from his debut album called Miami, which came out in 2004. And um, the chorus is basically a bunch of stuff in Spanish, and they just shout, Kulo! Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you know the yes. song? <laughs> oh, that's what it means. Okay, now it all makes sense. To, uh, now yeah, I'm actually like, literally... Is that the one? Kulo! Is that the one? Kulo! Well, no, I'm doing the melt, like the, the synths in the background. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> And that, that's um, <clears throat> move your body, girl. Dun, 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 oh no 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 no! Oh, no that's, it's not, um, that's a different song. That's oh, a different. Okay, yeah, so I had yeah, to yeah, beat in my head. Similar like style. Yeah, yeah, that's a different song. So Lil John is on this one. You know, right, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. I love Lil John so much. Peace what? A town. Um, <laughs> so everything he does is a scream. It is. And it's just like one or two words. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, this, I mean, that's basically why I love this song, because you're just shouting ass all the time, you know, and it's just it's just that <laughs> boom, 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 You know, it's just really good. Cool. Yes. <laughs> and he does sing in English, so the song is in English, but then there's the verse leading into the chorus is all in Spanish. Um, so he's Pitbull is Cuban American out of Miami, out of Florida, Miami Dade County. And he was good friends with Little John. So Little John was a producer on the album and features on the album. So now this song was number 32 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 45 on the hip hop and hot R&B singles and number 11 on the hot rap tracks. And um, it samples a bit of Mr. Vegas's song for which the guys were sued. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> what, what? Didn't get um, the cred. <laughs> 
And it's the song has been included on Billboard's 12 best dance hall and reggaeton choruses of the 21st century. So mm. it it was it was a massive massive hit. If you get the chance, definitely listen to our playlist so you can hear it. Um, and those oh I do have some honorable mentions mm-hmm, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope these are, I didn't check to see if these were on anybody else's list, but I don't think so. So, Bambaleo by the Gypsy Kings, which is another really good tune. So, if you've ever listened to the Gypsy Kings, they're really known for their percussion. And it's just really great percussive Latin music. Um, I love their stuff. And then I've also got El Cantante by Mark Antony. Now, oh, Mark Antony. Yes, another New Yorkian, um, just fantastic music he's got a lot of really good catalog um el cantante means the singer and it was also the title of a film that he was in with i think he was in it with j-lo it was j-lo yeah, yeah j-lo oh. i think they were married for a yeah, or they dated were, married, were yeah. they married yeah, yeah. They were married right yeah, they were married. Yeah. well yeah they had yeah. two their twins together mm. was that who she had the twins with yeah with mark oh, anthony yeah. right. okay, the gorgeous twins yes um and then aguas de marco by tommy obim which is um Bossa Nova, which is another mm. genre of uh, Latino music that I really, really love. So beautiful. That's all, yeah, that's all I got. Thank guys. you, Asali. What lovely choices. I'm really keen to hear that. That was a very eclectic mix yes, of five songs for our playlist. <laughs> <laughs> They're all over the place. <laughs> all over. But I mean, that's, yeah, this music is so influenced from so many different things. Mm-hmm. So, And especially if we're, yeah, if we're talking about specifically Latinx. U.S. music I've, yeah. come, I've recently come <laughs> to discover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's true. And the majority of these are Latinx yeah. singers, except uh, Celia Cruz, who's Cuban. Mm. So. Well, beautiful. Well, stay tuned, everyone. We'll be back with Josh Devetta's Choices. Hey there. I'm Parker, host of Misfigured Life. Misfigured Life is an educational podcast that respects your time and absolutely nothing else realistic steps to accomplish projects and tasks explained like you're just a little bit special and in less time than it takes other shows to even get to the point. It covers wildly varying topics from robbing a bank to tending a garden and everything in between. Stop ignoring the background banter podcasts and learn something you could actually use. At least one new episode a week, which day specifically will be a surprise every week. Probably subscribe or something. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. And we're back. And today we are talking Musica Latina. So that's right. All music by our Latin counterparts, including Latinx, which I guess is everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't have to say that. Who would be your Latin counterpart? <laughs> don't um, want to derail the episode, yeah, I but I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good question. I don't you know that I have on one. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Celia Cruz Obviously is probably Pippa the closest. Obviously, Josh, like Ovi. Ovi yeah. Obviously. <laughs> no, I already have aspirations to look like J-Lo at 50. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Gracie, would yours be Selena Gomez? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> oh, sorry, Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, come on, come on. Someone a bit more adult, please. That's right. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. It no. would be like, I think it would be someone... Um, well, I would. W- I don't know if that's <laughs> if it would be, but I would want it to be someone like old school and brassy. Yes, someone that would be great. Yes, that would. But be I don't amazing. know if um if it's an audience vote or if <laughs> I can choose. You can choose. <laughs> it's all for you. All for you. All right. Well, we just heard my choices. Now we are going to hear from the amazing Josh Devetta. Hello. Hey. Beautiful. Well, um, I have my choices this week for this. I love all this music. I've gone for a very American pop crossover. Uh, you know, going into the stratosphere <laughs> sort of thing of of of, of millions of dollars, etc. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to start. I, I'll only do one chronological. We just with the first song, and that is uh, the song "Conga" by the Miami Sound Machine. Oh yes, come on, chicky buddy, never do that conga. Oh, dun, 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 any, any longer, feel the rhythm of the music getting Yep. Do that conga beat. Miami Sound Machine. I guess similar to like how Celia Cruz kind of like you know had a nice crossover as well. Miami Sound Machine, fronted by Gloria Estefan, mm-hmm. uh, icon of Latin music, yes. um, really bringing that like 
you know the Latin sound, you know, into the pop charts and and it doing really really well, uh, sort of thing. And so they had like you know I, I guess some um, Latin music in the background, but try to go as pop with the melodies mm. as possible. Really 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 great. Um, I love Gloria Estefan's. Um, there's another song that uh, she does. Oh, because they're the original um artists. I think of no no sorry not original sorry that's a bad word to say. They did a remix of Turn the Beat Around. Yeah, and it's yeah. really yeah, and there's like huge, a spoken yeah. word rap section in the middle that I'm really obsessed with as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's my first choice. If it, there's something about that song where it starts and you ha- like you, your body just starts dancing, it's really, really like <laughs> I start like I, I think that I can dance conga really, really, <laughs> you know, and you all of a sudden people start line. doing like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, all the Latina moves yeah. and things like that. Yes, yeah, so that's my first choice because it's a good party favorite. It's a floor filler, mm. and um, it's also just vocally awesome as well. I, I like that the rhythm, sorry, the vocals are just as rhythmic as the rhythm section in the background. Yeah, that is cool. Which is cool. So that's uh, choice number one. Uh, choice number two, um, where am I going to go with this? I am going to go here. So uh, <laughs> there was a really, really, really big boy band in the Latin music community called Menudo. Menudo! Yes, called Menudo. And out of Menudo came a, oh, what, what do we call him? A, a god. A yeah. god. Um, uh, the sexiest man. A sex symbol, uh, <laughs> and then became a queer icon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we all thing. knew this. Yeah, similar to Barry so Manilow. It's like we know. We're just waiting for you. I darling. was like, yeah. he's not saying it. It's not true. It exactly. is not true. Yes, and um, so uh, Ricky Martin, uh, who uh, is definitely a, I guess, like a. Uh, a torch when it comes to bringing Latin music. You know, he, his crossover was incredible. Mm. Um, that whole first album with um, Cup of Life and She Bangs and all that mm. uh, was really, they were really, really huge songs. Even here in Australia, they were really, really yeah, big songs massive. as well. Yeah. Um, I've chosen Living La Vida Loca because I feel like that's like the <laughs> the Ricky Martin song. <laughs> yes, love um, it. And I always remember thinking, because I was a kid, and I remember um, the girl had um, dripped, accidentally dripped candle wax on his chest. In the music video, and even then, I was like, "Oh, that's a little bit like." Was <laughs> like it was, an accident? Confronting. Um, I thought it was. I, beca- I, I can't tell you, but it was, it was living it was, the crazy life, right? Yes, so but it was, it, was, in that, it was in the part where he's like, "I woke up in New York City." Yeah, yeah. yeah. In a um, funky cheap motel. Mm. Yeah, which is really yeah. So, th- so this song was really, really huge. Just topped the charts everywhere. Yeah. yeah, there was a time where Ricky Martin was like, you know, one of the biggest male pop stars on the earth. And um, he also, fun fact, were, uh, he was in Evita when they um, did the revival on, on Broadway. And he he sounded really good oh. <laughs> on, on the, on the um, cast recording. He's a pretty good actor. Yes. Yeah, he is. Well, he could, well, I mean, he just has to look at the screen and it also steams up. Like that's <laughs> I just think about him and my eyes glaze over. Yes. He's also a judge here on The Voice for a minute in Australia as well. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he was. Um, yeah, so big love. Yeah, he's um, definitely he's, he's similar to George Michael. Where I remember he was in an interview. He was like, you know, when I hadn't come out, I was, you know, or like the gays loved me more when I didn't come out. Like, <laughs> and then when he finally came out, it was like, okay, so we knew was, uh, <laughs> sort of thing. Fruit. Yes, yeah, similar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there is yeah, something about the yeah. forbidden fruit, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my second choice. Um, my third one, I oh, I just love this woman so much. Uh, her name's Shakira. Shakira, <gasps> yeah, Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> yeah. And back in 2001, or in Australia it was 2002, but in 2001 she had an uh, album called Laundry Service. Mm-hmm. And her pop crossover was also really, really huge. It, um, in the late 90s and early 2000s, Tommy Mottola, who was uh, Mariah Carey's husband, yeah. um, really was actually signing all these Latino artists because he wanted to have them, he wanted to like give them the full machine of like, you know, record labelness, <laughs> so mm. to speak. And they were like topping the charts everywhere. Like they were, it, he, so, because I think really, that was- he was the driving force behind that. Yeah, yeah, behind wow. that whole little, yeah. Oh, so, because okay. yeah, he, because he, he was the one that signed J-Lo, mm. Shakira, yeah, yeah. like so many different I thought, artists. Didn't he sign, well, was part of his signing t- 
to do with sticking it to Mariah? Or did yes. that come after? Uh, there were, yeah, part of signing Jayla was sticking it to we'll Mariah, see, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I th- and we'll talk about Jennifer Lopez in a moment, I promise <laughs> you, I promise you. <laughs> and you. I've chosen Whenever, Wherever because mm-hmm. iconic. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, that was her first single, right? It was well, her first single from that from album, that album. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, of, and of course my favourite lyrics are um, lucky that my breasts are small and humble, so you don't confuse them with mountains. <laughs> and just as a child, yeah, that be yeah like, exactly. <laughs> but also just the, but the rhythm, because I I feel like the lyric doesn't scan well with the rhythm very well. Like so, <laughs> yeah, she's like, look at that, my breasts are small and humble, so you don't confuse them with mountains. I'm like, I don't like that little break. But it doesn't but, um, rhyme. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not and lucky I have strong yeah. legs like my mother to run for cover when I need it. I mean, <laughs> I just you know. I, I'm jealous of small chested women. Yeah. But the thing <laughs> is, like, she's not, not that she's, like she's not that small chested. I think you reckon. <laughs> well, um, compared to me, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. But like, sure. yeah, I guess so. But I also loved <laughs> like her, like the way her hips moved, as like yeah. jelly. Yeah, she had another single called gorgeous. She Wolf, which was like her last really big pop single before yeah. um, Waka Waka, which mm. was a huge song. Like that was the the official FIFA Cup because I think yeah, um, yeah. it was the Rio FIFA Cup or something like that. Right, okay. Apparently, it was, it was the, the most yeah. um, sold. It was the um, highest selling single worldwide. Wow. Because of the soccer and also yeah, I shouldn't course. say soccer, football, football. <laughs> and everything football. like that. But yeah, whenever, wherever, like, do I have to say anything else? Like, and just she's on that mountain and she's doing her hip thing and like, who looks <laughs> who looks that good in a pair of jeans? Like, yeah. <laughs> really, she, really cool. And she's very talented. She could play like guitar, piano. Mm. Um, she was in the Super Bowl performance this year and yes. she's also part Turkish as well. And I love that she did like an homage to her Turkish roots as well. Is with it the Turkish whole, or Lebanese? Oh, Le- Lebanese. Lebanese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I love that she did the whole like rope dancing thing, which mm. was like so controversial because Why? Uh, well, her and um, JLo got a huge um, like people lost their shit. Yeah, just because it, they were like it was so sexualized, blah blah blah. But uh-huh. I, but I guess like the Karens came together. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the Karens definitely came together. <laughs> it was yeah. The one million Karen march. On yeah, Facebook. <laughs> I, I do remember what? hanging about that. Yeah, like but like I watched it, and I was actually quite inspired by it because it was just like, and also I love that they um, had two different dancing styles. Like Shakira is mm. way less. Um, I don't want to say polish, but like she really throws her entire body. She doesn't mm. care about beautiful lines and everything. She just cares about yeah, it's that yeah. loose belly dancing thing. Yeah. Right? Yes. It's, just, it's yeah. very Middle Eastern. Mm. Um, which is a great segue because my next choice is a JLo song anyway. What, Jennifer what? Lopez. Yes. Started out as an actress. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, actually, no, that's actually wrong. She started out as a dancer, dancer. on Living Color, which was a um, show back in, it was like, it was a New York show? Or no, it was a California show. California show. Mm. The um, Wayans Brothers. And um, choreographed by Rosie Perez, yes. um, who's also an, oh. yeah, all, on, the, on The View. And yeah, yeah th- absolutely. And um, anyway, and then she yeah, got into film and she was the first ever Latin actor or actress to earn a million dollars from, from a movie. Really? Wow. Yes. You know, she played Selena. And, and yeah, was- which, um, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're all uh, jumping ahead of my essay. Sorry, but sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. But um, yeah, so first actress to uh, yeah, first Latin actress to get a million or actor and uh, slash actress to get a million dollars. She got a Golden Globe nomination for that for that movie as well. And the song I've chosen is "Waiting for Tonight," um, which mm. was oh, <laughs> uh, me too. Now. Waiting for Tonight was the second single from On the Six. I just love that everything was all New York, like On the so Six, York, like, yeah, you know, I'm from the Bronx, let's uh, talk. This is pre-Jenny from the Block mm-hmm. as well. When they, This was pre her foray into R&B when she became the R&B icon that she is today. And um, what I like is that, so Waiting for Tonight was already a song. And it was a Euro pop song, basically. Oh. And it was like a real like club banger. Um, you would hear it in like Prague and all that kind of stuff. And it was by this little white trio of girls. And It was actually beautiful. I've, I've heard the original. Yeah, and they're not too far removed from each other. But what they, but what they did with JLo's thing is they wanted to really solidify the whole she's a Latino. And that's why they mm. added the flamenco guitars in there and things mm. like that. And I just, and it's also, um, it came out just before um, the end of the millennium. <laughs> so the whole um, oh. video is about the countdown to to it being midnight yes. in the year 2000, everything like that. And like, when, when I look at like her early part of her career, they pumped so much money into her. Like they, in, not as in like fillers, I'm, I mean, <laughs> as in like into- her, Face in, full of money. Yeah. <laughs> but into like the distribution and the promotion, like there was yeah. only like a year difference between On The Six and her second album, J-Lo. Yeah. And I remember like, like when we watched Telly as, um, when I was in, I sound so- British. When we got the telly, the telly. Um, and you would be watching a, t- uh, a movie and then there'll be ads 
every ad was Jennifer Lopez is J-Lo. Like that was the whole yeah. thing. She and was that, everywhere. Yeah, because and, and she is part of the whole Tommy Matola wanting to pit her against Mariah mm. because she, Mariah was doing really, really well without him. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everything like that. Um, I also just love, like, I think the melody is really, really like just nice and easy. It's smooth. Yeah, it um, I smooth. love the lyrics. Um, what is it? I remember it used to be so naughty. Be like tossing and turning emotions were strong, and I'd be like, oh, "They're talking about sex." Because <laughs> <laughs> I think I was only in like grade six when the song yeah. came out. Oh, that's so um, cute. And she looks so hot. Anytime I see green laser beam lights, I always think of that video as well. <laughs> yeah. And I liked it in the Super Bowl performance when she got on the pole because she did a whole pole dancing thing at the oh, beginning of okay. the song before she started singing, and that was the whole like you know it's so sexual. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Lot, many Karens, and mm. um, but they also did like the project of green beams as well. It's like oh, so it was like classic J Lo, classic J Lo, yeah, all nice. that. Yeah, pre, yeah, as I said, pre Jenny from the block and all that mm. kind of stuff. So shout out to J Lo. She's definitely a um, a legend, I would say, amongst in, in, in the pop in the for, you know pop radio music for mm. sure. Mm. And but she did, it, but I think her marriage to Mark Anthony really helped with the with her crossover, crossover. Into, into the Latin because it's really funny. Her crossover was opposite. It was starting yeah. out in America and then getting into the Latin American yes. charts and. Yes. And that kind of stuff, and she's and she's definitely a rom com queen as well. Like yeah. I love yeah. a Friday night by myself watching a J Lo rom com. Yes, yes. <laughs> Made a Manhattan. I've watched many oh, times so by yeah. myself. She's got great comedic timing. And um and she's her ma- and her manager Benny Medina, um, who has managed basically nearly her entire career, has um really done well to now that she's older. She's but she's still synonymous with so many different. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com things like when you think about oh what do you want to look like as a glamorous and you think about maybe Jennifer Lopez or something like that and she really was a part of that whole um pop star um, movie actress having a perfume and branding her own perfume remember J-Lo Glow that was mm, like the first yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. all that kind of, and then and then all the us and then so many other celebrities after that just started pumping out perfumes like there was no tomorrow sort of yeah. thing mm-hmm. and yeah so really really cool love J-Lo um the next <clears throat> Uh, my next, uh, which I think it might be like my last choice, actually. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yes, it yeah, is. Yes, and oh, that, that's right. This is my segue. So Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> um, her first really big Hollywood film was uh, when she uh, played Selena in the biopic uh, of Selena, which is on Netflix. You can watch it actually currently. Oh, great! And yeah, uh, was it a Golden Globe nominated performance? And so Selena, as we know, we've already established in Asabi's choices. She was from uh, Texas, or you know, with the whole. That's where. You, that's where. The, that's why there's a difference between like actual Spanish cooking and Latina cooking and Tex-Mex. Yes. Because there's, it's, it, they're from it's different origins. It's a mix origins. of American-Mexican yes. cuisine. Exactly. So nachos and all that, like it really That's is right. more Tex-Mex <laughs> and your tacos and quesadillas. Chimichangas. <laughs> yeah, all that kind of stuff. And um, anyway, I chose, her, this was like probably her biggest pop song and it was called, and it's called If I Could Fall In Love Again. Mm. Oh, if, if I Could Fall In Love With, with you, you, sorry. Mm. And, def- and if you hear it, it's definitely her most pop sounding. It's a, like a ballad almost mm. and but it's really nice it goes um if i could fall in love with you forever or whatever the lyrics mm, are and yeah, um yeah. and i remember it but it got really really um i think the critics really criticized it for being just a bland pop song but her fans like she could yeah, yeah exactly so i was able to like get it, it was actually quite a, a chart climber as well because of the fans and i really really her story is really really, inter- really interesting because it was like um you know she started off being like just a, it was a family band and then once she started getting once labels and corporate started getting involved in her story that's when i think it really started tearing them apart a little bit as well mm-hmm. and she was and then i think she was she um had fallen in love with like some guy that wasn't really like a doctor or anything like that and the father didn't approve and you know that classic storyline yeah. of he's not good enough for you etc but yeah but it is a really really beautiful song she sounds stunning on it too and um I think uh, I think I've heard Jennifer Lopez sing it as a tribute to Selena one time. Yeah, okay. And no one can sing it like Selena, darling. That's yeah. all I have to say. <laughs> she had a very beautiful. That's right. But that's my five choices. Beautiful. Oh, fantastic! Thanks, yes. Josh. That Thank was you. great. Oh, do I have any? 
Um, Honorable mentions? Wait, do I, or just let me quickly check. No, I don't. But I have a good flop. <laughs> Same. So do Same. I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. You know, I want to just quickly on um, If I Could Fall in Love with You, that tune. It was also released in Spanish. So she did a Spanish oh, version would, oh, yes. as well. I think I've heard on Spotify, yeah. And, and it was huge. It was, it was just massive. Even the Spanish language one was massive in the U.S. So oh, everybody, yeah, they just, oh, you'd hear both versions. Mm-hmm. And it was rare to hear non-English language music on a pop station. But oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. they would play that tune. So it was beautiful. Oh, thanks, Josh. That was no great. All right, we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be back with Gracie Mack's Choices. You've got to kill your darlings, as the writer's adage goes, and I want your help killing mine. Are you a lover of the fantasy adventure novel? Have you ever wanted to add a class at Hogwarts? Or rearrange the nations of Middle-earth? Perhaps you'd redesign the Alethiometer? Or tweak the cosmos of the Discworld? Now's your chance. Kill My Darlings is an interactive fantasy writing podcast where you take on the role of editor and give feedback on a brand new world as it's created. Or just vicariously enjoy the writing process. I'm waiting for you to kill my darlings right now, wherever you listen to good podcasts. Kill My Darlings is proudly part of the That's Not Canon Productions podcast network. And we're back. Thank you for listening, everybody. Well, we've had a lovely, lovely time so far talking about... Uh, what do we call it? Music, music, el de, uh, de musica Latina, musica Latina, musica Latina. I sound so Australian. Latina, yeah, got yourself a Latina, yeah. And we've had some really, really great um, choices so far. I can't wait to dance in the car to this playlist personally. And now we're going to throw it over to the irreverent. <laughs> Gracie Mack and she's gonna um program in her five choices for the Shafology playlist this week. Tell us what you're going on, girl. Okay. So when we first decided to do this genre world of music, the first band that popped into my head was Buena Vista Social Club. Ooh. They just they popped into my head for a couple of reasons. One because I saw them live by accident and was so thrilled to walk in I walked into a bar in Belgium and they were playing a I few do. years ago it's not I mean it's not the band um, pretty much everyone from the original band is dead oh, oh no. <laughs> but, um, but it's you know they've carried on the tradition of the music and it's, it was the new Buena Vista Social Club but the song I've chosen is their signature song called Chan 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 and what does so, that mean? <laughs> well Chan Chan is is a person it's the name of oh, a character okay. right um, but it's a it's it's a story the lyrics tell a story of, they're in Spanish, Cuban Spanish, um, and they tell a story of like this kind of nursery rhyme, rhyme between Juanita and Chan Chan, and it's just this cute little story um, that kind of yeah it doesn't really have um, any kind of point, <laughs> but you know like the the lyrics are just kind of like this sweet little nursery rhyme that the composer yeah. <laughs> remembered and and it evoked this feeling that he started to write about, That's um, cute. put music to. But uh, this so this band they. Um, they were born out of this incredibly thriving era of music in Cuba, this pre-Castro era um, in the 40s and 50s where music was just this incredibly um, prolific era for Cuba then. And then uh, everything kind of got shut down. <laughs> All of the clubs, the Havana Club, the Buena Vista Social Club was a members-only club and they got shut down in, I'm going to say the 60s, I'm pretty sure. Didn't yeah, that down. sounds about right. Um, yeah. Uh, when they had some purit- a puritanical president come in, or very heavily Christian, shall we say, not necessarily puritanical. Mm-hmm. Was that Castro? Um, uh, no. Yes, it was. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, don't quote me. No, don't That's quote me on any of this. <laughs> even on a uh, so then in 1997, um, the group was formed of members from a couple of the bands that used to play at the Havana nightclub. So they were already pretty old. <laughs> a bunch of them were like yeah. 70 and 80, the main oh, wow. people of this band. It was like um, usually around 12 to 13 piece band um, that played classic Cuban music. And it was the people that basically originated playing this music. So it was right. very authentic and beautiful um, the way that they played. Um, and this is the group signature song from this one and only album they ever recorded together. But they've toured heaps. Um, they toured this album and it was met 
with worldwide success. It was, especially for a world music album, worldwide did very, very well. Um, it won a Grammy in 1998 for best traditional tropical Latin album. Mm-hmm. This tropical thing I wasn't very familiar with, but it's that it's trying to give this broad thing from Caribbean, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, I I'm not sure how long that category, if it's still around or not. I don't Sounds know. Sounds like a drink a category question. to be quite it's honest. Yeah, yeah, tropical is sort of. Yeah, yeah I thought it was kind music, of weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so to, in 2003, the album was rated 260 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. Oh, wow. So it's very, very it's iconic. For, yeah. <laughs> it's very uh, iconic for um, Latin music in general. Uh, one of only two albums to be produced in a non-English-speaking country on that list. Right. So, was, yeah, there's only two albums that were non-English-speaking or from non-English-speaking countries. Um, it won Tropical Salsa, tr- Tropical Slash Salsa album of the year by a group uh, of the year by a group at, at the 1998 Billboard Latin Music Awards. Right. So there you go. That's my first choice. And yeah, I, I was in Belgium <laughs> and on like a couples trip, like me and my ex and and two of our couple friends were walking around, and we went to this bar. And me and my friend Paula, mm-hmm. who were the, the girls. Shout out to Paula. Friend, shout out to Paula. <laughs> uh, walked in and it was, um, when it was a social club playing, it was so thrilling. And the dudes didn't know who they were. <laughs> um, but we had a great time. It was very exciting. And they did play this song, much more upbeat than it is on the album. It's this very like lovely kind of, I don't know, it's not melancholic, but very... Um, What's the word where you evoke past memories? Someone hit me with nostalgic. nostalgic. Very nostalgic. Asabi <laughs> and I got a good job, good job, because we said that at the exact same time. <laughs> yes, we're your, we're your um, lexicons. <laughs> moving on to my next choice, I've got every single one of my choices is a pioneer of some sort or someone that's really, really. Um, carried the music over to something else or just got it really happening in the mainstream. So my next choice is Paco de Lucia. Are you mm. familiar with this virtuoso flamenco player? No. No? no. So it's uh, his most famous song, which is Entre dos Aguas. And he's a, yeah, he's a Spanish guitarist, famous for flamenco, but he really, so many of my guitarist friends just froth over this guy they just talk about him being the best guitarist in the world and no one's ever come close to him blah 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 blah. and so he was pioneer of new flamenco in the 70s he kind of brought it up um, by using influences of classical and jazz guitar to bring it into this new world and this song was a breakthrough track from his first album the album originally flopped the Spanish audiences were not interested. Wow. But he had a team of reps that really pushed hard to have this particular single re-released um, as a single. And it went really well after that. And then everyone warmed to the album. Suddenly it came late to the game. <laughs> um, he achieved international fame by doing collaborations with an English guitarist, John McLaughlin, and uh, an American guitarist, Aldi Miola. They did like these very like s- incredibly impressive musically. I mean, you don't have to know much about guitar, which I do not. <laughs> but um, you don't have to know much about guitar to be very impressed by the way that they play their instruments in these. You can go watch their live concerts and they're very thrilling to watch. Hmm. Um, Entre dos Aguas is considered a masterpiece of flamenco and it's Paco's most well-known song worldwide, as I said. The song, though, was an improvisation. It was just kind of a jam right. that happened. They had the rest of the tracks on the album done and the producer felt it was incomplete, so they kind of requested if they could make something up. And they did it. It was his most famous song ever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so his, I mean, you'll hear it on the playlist, everyone. His style of playing is, it's so thrilling. He has, I mean, it's fast and technically impressive, but it also has, he incorporates these really interesting melodic and rhythmic elements that give it this just like incredibly full sound that is so amazing. That's just one guitar playing. He does have a rhythm guitar, his brother playing in the track as well, but any anything he plays, it just sounds so full and beautiful. Paco de Lucia is not his original name. He was born in this small town in Spain and there were so many Pacos, <laughs> so many Pacos <laughs> and Pablos that people couldn't differentiate. So to be able to do that, they would give them their mother's name. So it was like Paco's mother's name was Lucia and it was Paco of Lucia. Yeah. And that w- that's oh, what they nice. would do to differentiate. Aww. And so he chose, when he was choosing a stage, when he chose to honor his mother, his Portuguese mother, Lucia. Oh, beautiful. There you go, moving along. Mm. We got Tito Puente. Yes. Oh, 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 oh. 
the king of Latin music, Love as him. he's very well known. He's, I mean, he's a powerhouse. He's and he was going for so long. Is he dead? I don't know. I Did don't he die? Know. Uh, I don't want to say yes to that. He's very, <laughs> he's very elderly. If he didn't, I'll have a look. Let's just have a quick little go. But um, anyway, the song I've chosen is his absolute biggest song. Oh yeah, como va? Oh yes, yes, Great yes, song. yes, yes. Now this song. It did very well as Tito's Tito Puente song that he wrote, but then it did even better as Santana. Yes. Wow. They did a very, very well-known version of it. And it's it's awesome. <laughs> it's really great. It's pretty funny, though, because apparently Tito originally was not thrilled that a rock group, an American rock group, <laughs> took oh. his song, but then he got his first royalty check and was like, it's cool. He's American. <laughs> we're good. We're good. He's American, though. <laughs> he is, but uh, the fact that they were American <laughs> rock. Santana was um, uh, yeah, rubbed okay. against his, yeah. you know, and he heritage. he did pass in two thousand. Hmm. Tito Puente. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, mm. been dead for quite a while. <laughs> Twenty. <laughs> no, he um, a generation. He, he is instru- was instrumental in bringing Afro-Cuban and Caribbean sounds like mambo and cha 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 to the mainstream of New York City, to the mainstream of everywhere really, but to New York City where he was from. Uh, he's of Puerto Rican heritage, but yeah, born and bred in New York. The song was recorded in his version, recorded in 1962 on his album El Rey Bravo. And uh, in the same, oh, I think it was the following year that Santana covered it. It wasn't very long after that they covered the song. It was inducted into the Latin Grammy Hall of Fame in 2001 and the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2002. But I believe it was the Santana version that, right. was, yes. that was inducted. Oh, no. Sorry, Pante. <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> that is a shame. But, like, it's a very cool version that, that, that yeah, Santana made. They yeah. added organ to it and, like, these, um, you know, it's just all these different percussive instruments in the Tito yeah. Puente version, but they added a rock kit. And if it came out so close to his, it, it would mm. be easy to sort of overshadow his version as definitely, well. Definitely, definitely. And I think that once once that song became popular again through Santana, he um, he just put it, put it back into his repertoire, <laughs> back into his touring <laughs> set, like obviously. Mine, yeah, just mine. to remind everyone, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> the song um, title, Oye Como Va, translates to Listen How It Goes. And the next bit goes, I think it's Mi Ritmo. I'm pretty sure that's the Spanish. Uh, and it a means ritmo? my rhythm. Mi ritmo? I think yeah, me. Mi ritmo is my but Anyway, rhythm. listen how it goes. It's just, you know, I mean, it's kind of a half sentence that's continued oh, okay. on to the next thing. But it's just it's just a really great uh, vibe. It's been covered by so many people internationally, like a lot, a lot of people, including Natalie Cole. She did a version of it. Oh. Um, lots of other names that I can't remember. Uh, and so because of this, because it was, you know, written by a Puerto Rican American and being covered by so many international artists, it serves as a really beautiful representation of the transnationality and hybridity of Latin music, particularly in the US. Moving along here, I've got a Jobim tune, Antonio Carlos Jobim. Yay. Hello. Hello, hello, Jobim. <laughs> uh, and the song I've chosen is, I think it's my favorite song of his. Um, he has many, many beautiful, beautiful melodic songs, but I've chosen Corcovado. Mm. which uh, in English it's often called Quiet Nights and Quiet Stars. This song is so beautiful. It's a, just a really sweet bossa nova written in 1960. I think I first heard it in a jazz club in Brisbane that someone got up and sung Oh, Katie Noonan got up and sung it. And, um, and I was so taken with it. I mean, she has a beautiful voice anyway. Yes. But singing on this song, it was, I was so taken. I immediately went home and found out what the song was and learnt it. <laughs> uh, it's now a jazz standard. It's, it's um, yeah, very common that it might be called on a gig if you wanted to sing or play a bossa nova. Um, and it's a long list of well-known names. Huge, huge amount of jazz famous people that have played this. Uh, my favourite version is on the Stan Getz and Hjao Gilbloto. Is that how you say his name? It's J-O-A-O. And the A has a little E on it. J-O-A-O. I assume yeah, it's a soft J. Yao? Yeah, I think it's Yao, but because I, I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> if he's Brazilian, also, it'd be it. Portuguese, so it'd be with a Y sound. He, yeah. yeah. Like Yobim. Yobim yeah. is yeah, it's J, the same. but it's Yao. Yeah, Yao. Yeah. 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 I figure the, the J is, seems Just call him Joel. But the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just call him Joe. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Let's whitewash everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much easier. 
Um, so my favorite version is of this album with Stan Getz, who's a famous jazz saxophone player, and Hjal Guberto, who is a guitarist. And it's a 1964 album that Jobim also plays on, the person who wrote the song. And Astrid Guberto, who's Yao's wife, sings on it. Oh, and so yes. it's 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 very it's very gentle. It's melodic and light and true bossa nova fashion. Um, it's named after Corcovado, which is a mountain in Rio de Janeiro. Mm. Now for my last choice, I you know all of these. Joe Bim is one of the pioneers of bossa nova. We had the king of Latin music, Tito Puente, the considered one of the best if not the best arguably guitarist in the world for f- new flamenco Paco de Lucia and uh, the Buena Vista Social Club which were the origins of Cuban music like son and bolero and all these wonderful styles and I it's very male heavy my list you know I was a bit disappointed in myself when I realized and I just picked those four yeah of course from my yeah. absolute um, favorite just immediate yeah. heart choice but so I uh, shamedly had to google female artists I could think of many but I was like I wanted someone to match these pioneer levels and a lot and I mean these are all pretty old school artists that I've chosen so I wanted someone and it's very hard to find someone because it was so male dominated and the media and record companies really pushed out females they wanted it to stay as this male thing so it was very difficult to make it as a female and La Lupe did so yay La Lupe she's Pops up in popular culture quite a lot. She was Nina Flowers, dressed up as her on Drag Race. Yes. She um, was this brassy, awesome uh, singer that from kind of had a big rise in the 60s and 70s. And then Celia Cruz, one of your choices, Asabi, kind of took over from that. But before Celia Cruz came over and rudely swept, <laughs> swept the rug out, out of from way. under her, out of the way. Uh, she was known as the Queen of Latin Soul. Um, the song I've chosen is Con el Diablo en el Cuerpo, which means with the devil in the body. <laughs> it's from her first album. Oh, God, I found the something that name. finally defines me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's this track. I mean, her her fir- her um, kind of title track, or I mean, uh, her like main track that everyone thinks of her for is, is Que Te Pede. I think that's how you say it. Um, but I chose this song just because I, I don't know, I vibrated a bit more, I suppose. And it's from her first album. And this was a huge album. It did really, really well. Um, and it's the title track of the album. It's named the same thing, Con el Diablo en el Cuerpo. Her whole persona kind of shocked a lot of people. They're used to these usually large groups of men, <laughs> lots of dudes playing lots of different awesome percussive instruments and horns and guitars. And she was this solo woman shaking her ass basically yes (laughs) and she was like brassy and full-on she gave this really really hyper energetic performances and a lot of people found it offensive yes i mean it's the 60s you know parents um and you know traditionally the lyrics of a bolero the style of music that she started this album has a lot of bolero styles on it uh were quite forlorn they'd speak of a woman who was unlucky in love or wasn't worthy of a man's love is a big theme, huge theme. And, you know, she kind of pushed the boundaries of that by being this self-possessed, empowered woman who's like huge powerhouse for her. She's like belting the shit out of everything she sings. Um, but started in this from this Bolero style that was seen as very feminine style in a lot of ways anyway. Um, so in the beginning of her career... Before she, yeah, so that's what she did in the beginning of the career. Then she moved to salsa and son montuno, more upbeat things that really vied with that intense energy that she would bring. Um, and you know, in the male, in a heavily male dominated industry, which as we all know, you're fighting two battles not just to be successful, but to be successful where others haven't been able to be. Mm. And she toured with Tito Puente, that was kind of Aww. how she got international success in New York City. She was kind of God, she was the most acclaimed Latin singer in the in the 1960s for a while there in New York City because she did a lot with Tito. Then that relationship ended apparently a little bit controversially. I couldn't really. There was lots of random rumors of that it ended quite badly. But anyway, um, a producer that worked with her on several of her albums called her a talent hurricane. 
So that's La Lupe, and that's my list of five. Oh, I felt like I just got educated. Oh, same. Like, me, I, get me out of the lecture room. <laughs> hey, no, I loved it. No, no, I love it. I, well, but, I, I'm, I can't wait to listen to the to all. I've been listening to all of these. It's been so yeah. enjoyable. It's very, they're very evocative of of pastimes, which I love about Latin music. It sends you into the night. It, it, it certainly does, and I think yeah. it also like it informs emotions with that words as well. Like that's yeah. what, which is a beautiful thing about music in general is yeah. um you know you, like I don't understand a, a word but I know that I'm I know what I'm feeling right yes. now and I, and, yeah. I, and exactly. I think that's yeah. a great way of communicating through through um instrumentation as well. Yeah, I've got one on a romance. Please tell us. Um which I I was going to put it in but I preferred Corcovado but it's a another Antonio Carlos Shobim tuned the girl from Ipanema. Oh. Oh, yes. And I felt I had to mention it because it was the very first bossa nova yes. that came about. So it's right. a very iconic song. Um, that was originally seen as trash in <laughs> in um in um the Latin community because uh it was seen as like trying to appeal to an American market because Bossa Nova uh, before that we had salsa and it was this really yeah. um exciting thing and Bossa Nova seemed like it was kind of whitewashing to appeal to America. Right. And it was sung um in English on one of the first recordings by Astro Gubalto, so that was another yeah. reason why so it seemed Bossa like So Bossa Nova is the uh, Motown of the Latin music. <laughs> and of course now it's embraced by yeah, you know, of course, of course. Like but yes it's beginnings were not seen as um as true to to uh, po- uh to uh, Portugal or Brazil to Portuguese I should say yeah there we go. Well, Grace, thank you for an amazing set of songs. I cannot wait to listen to all of them in detail. I'm a bit worried that I'm going to start obsessing over the sections that you guys have been talking about. <laughs> so I was like, I might hold that playlist off until, until tomorrow. Well, we're going to have a small little break, and when we come back, we're going to cu- we're going. Oh, let's do that again. We're going to uh, go through our favorite segment of the week. Stay tuned. Well, it's that time of the week again. We're on, I think the, is this episode 17, 18? This is episode 19. 19. Oh, Yay. my goodness. Yeah, I'm just losing we, count. We're getting old. Absolutely. I'm definitely uh, aging like, uh, not like a fine wine. So. Like a good <laughs> Like an old like good, fruit. Yeah, exactly. What'd you call me, bitch? But I'm just like, so, you know, we've talked about amazing music. And of course, you know, just like the yin and the yang, the good comes with the bad. A great uh, analogy for real life. And we're going to talk about one song <laughs> that we're just not feeling. So we're going to start off with the Sabi. Oh, yeah. Let us know what your Latin what ex, you oh, sorry, you Musica got? Latina My flop musica is. Musica Latina flop is Despostito. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Right, by now I have nothing against Luis Fonsi yeah. or Daddy Yankee. Love Daddy yes. Yankee. Oh, but there's but one other person on that track that you thank have. Thank you. Right, with that they <laughs> big old black mark. Right, the track. biggest. They should have known better. They yeah. should have known. And he better. barely sang on the track anyway. But he was he? on it, and it's nasty. And he yeah. released it himself too. So he's released Oof. his own version featuring Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee. Whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just yeah. turned yes. it around. So yeah, yeah. So Justin <laughs> Bieber. Oh my god! Just putting his name in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> Look, uh, that song nearly terrified me because it nearly broke Mariah Carey's record. But th- oh, and no. so, but it, so it got to the same weeks at number one, sixteen, and then Taylor Swift came in with a hot shot debut the week after, really? and we're like, Taylor Swift saved the record, but she, but then little, then yeah, little old nasty. town, yeah, yeah, little nasty. <laughs> uh, yeah, so well, that's a great choice. I agree with you, one hundred fifty percent, Asabi. Can't wait for that to be on the playlist after listening to amazing Celia Cruz and everything like that. And then you're going to have to listen to this. Yeah. Just put it in the middle so yeah. it surprises yeah. people. Exactly. All right, Grace. Well, after your amazing uh, educa- educative, no, that's not a educational. word. Educational choices mm-hmm. as well. Uh, what is your flop? Well, looking for my flop today, I was with my love and we were looking at different options and he was like, what about this? I was like, ah, it's not that bad. <laughs> uh, and they put this on we're both like oh god <laughs> <laughs> and it's Hotel Room Service by Pitbull oh my god <laughs> and I wrote here Pitbull is trash uh, excellent <laughs> so that's totally one of your options <laughs> except for the Kulo thing I mean I, yeah, I don't like any of Pitbull but um, <laughs> we got the hotel motel all of that here it's yep. so it's so bad and it's so out of tune it's not even good basic music making because it's out of chin <laughs> saxophone and then his singing with the saxophone every it's it's so grating and i hate it he doesn't sing he oh should God. never sing Pitbull. yeah he should sing. put down the mic yeah, yeah. Yes. Sing. 
put your glasses back on as well. You just get to rap. That's all you can do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could do without. I'm sorry. Well, thank you so much for your. digression into why you thank don't like you. that thank um, you thank you You're I, I also have a flop as well yes Josh, and I literally wrote anything by Pitbull oh, <laughs> I was so happy when I saw that um, especially oh, that whole um, no. I know you want me I know you want I know and that song was so big too which is even more annoying I think it. I think it, so it did really sad. well in Australia. I think it was like top five. But he's uh, Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> he's like, and his stupid head and the '90s sunnies. Like, the, what are the you 90s doing? Um, just, <laughs> Coolo. Yeah. I, but he. So in 2011, Jennifer Lopez released a song called "On the Floor." Yes, and he yes, featured on it. Yes. And it bothers me that because of J Lo, it went number one. No. Um, and then. Like I think it goes. Um. Oh, if you go hard, you gotta get on the floor. He's like, uh, shimmy, sh- 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 No, no. What? How does that rap go in that song? <laughs> la 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 la. Tonight we gonna be it on, on the, the floor. floor. Yeah, yeah. So that was really really catchy. It was really it was number one for like ten weeks. It was like her mm. resurgence back into the music industry, yeah. and she looked so good in it as oh, well. Oh gosh, she looks so hot. Yes, yeah. and um, but yeah, but Pitbull, I'm just like. <laughs> Man, there's I, another song that he features in. I can't remember. But he, of J Lo's? I don't remember if it's J Lo or it. I can't remember what it is. But he, his lyrics, I'm just like, damn. He's oh yeah, there's so another song that. She, yeah, yeah. There's, oh, no, there's yeah. another song that she released with Pitbull called Dance Again, and it's like I wanna dance and love and dance again. And then his rip, rip literally goes, shimmy shimmy y'all, shimmy yeah, shimmy yay. I look, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm your own to the dog all day. I'm like talent, go away. Like just. No, I can't. So I'm going to flop that rap as well. <laughs> and that concludes another episode of Chefology. You know, um, but, you know, uh, c- congrats to Pitbull. He's been very yeah, successful. Get on you, he's got, look, I'm sure he's crying on his bed of millions while yeah, I'm here yeah, yeah. in he's, Brisbane. He's only been around for 16 years. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it was really funny. I remember someone got into like an argument about, because I think some guy had written on Facebook, like, Pitbull is a waste of space. And some girl that I went to uni with was like, like, nah, man, you just don't know what good music is. And I'm going to leave the conversation there. <laughs> and that's another, this, uh, my name is Josh Devetta. We have Asabi Goodman. Hi. Gracie Mack. Hello. We're your chefologists. Have an amazing week and get into that playlist. Have a good day. Hey, bye. 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 the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.